Hey everyone, welcome to another special edition of 41 Strong Podcast. My name is Chuck Tate. Thanks for watching today. 41 Strong is a podcast where we strive to bring you encouraging scriptures and stories to help you hold on and stand strong, especially during a season of waiting, a season of trial. That's what the number 41 represents in scripture. Oftentimes the number 40 represents that season of, of waiting and struggle. And 41 delivers the new day, the breakthrough. For example, Goliath challenged Israel 40 days. And on day 41, David slew Goliath. We know that the children of Israel wandered the wilderness for 40 years. 41 came in a new generation, entered the promised land. So whether you're facing a giant or in the desert or perhaps in a downpour where it's been raining on you for 40 days and 40 nights, the message of 41 Strong is don't quit because 41 will come. So for more information about that, you can go to 41willcome.com, 41willcome.com, or my website, chuckytate.com. All right, right now we are in the studio and it's decorated for, um, for Christmas as we will be celebrating that here in just a few days. But joining me in the studio is the founder of Peoria Life himself, Tim Johnson. Thanks for Tim. having me here. Yeah, thanks for being on 41 Strong and thanks for having 41 Strong on Peoria Life. Oh, sure. It's the 78th show. 75th. 78th show for uh, your show. 78. This is number 78. And it all began because you invited me to be a guest on a, on a morning radio show. And, yep. and we got talking after that. And you invited me to do my own show, yep. which turned into a podcast. And that was two studios ago. From, we moved from that location to... The, the Riverfront, the Peoria Area Chamber of Commerce building, and now this is only our second, no, third episode in this brand new studio, right? Right. right. All right. Well, um, why don't you tell our, our viewers today and listeners, um, what is Peoria Life? Obviously, the, the platform that 41 Strong Podcast um, is launched from is Peoria Life, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't have any idea. what What's... What's Peoria Life? Obviously, we're in Peoria, Illinois. If it plays in Peoria, then it'll play anywhere, right? But, right. but tell us, what, you know, what's behind Peoria Life? How did it come about? What is it? So Stacy Borjo and I, she's a lender and I'm a realtor. We started a show and we wanted to talk about the community. Okay. And um, we started it on WMBD 2011-2012. Okay. Um, decided to take it off when life got really, really busy and we... I had Peoria Life as a blogger spot, and I started doing uh, real estate blogs, and I'm like, nobody's going to read my blog. So I found <laughs> other people within Peoria area to blog, and that way if they come and read their stuff, maybe they'll read my stuff and vice versa. Sure. So it's that network of you help me, I help you, share a dollar. You know, we yeah. both have more. Yeah. So um, what we ended up doing was when things got really busy, we came off the air, and then I'm like, Stacy, let's just you know do our same radio show right on online. And within a month, somebody else said, Hey, we want to do the same thing. Can you help us? And I think within three or four months, including your show, we had four or five shows. Okay. Um, 
all doing different podcasts, but in one location where we could all share. Um, and if somebody found you, they'd find me. And if somebody found me, they'd find you. And sure. we build our, our viewership that way. And so today we're kind of a podcast TV station, uh, yeah. kind of a hybrid. Um, we have shows on the radio. We have shows on cable TV. We have shows on Peoria Life, Peoria Area Church. And I think that's going to expand over the next year quite a bit. All right. So Peoria Life is a hub for TV shows, radio shows, online radio shows, podcasts, right. and um, now there's a number of them on Peoria Life, and then um, underneath the Peoria Life umbrella, you started Peoria Area Church, where you're inviting pastors such as myself, so that's why we got moved from Peoria Life to Peoria Area Church, Right. so um, you would love to, to have, you know, uh, additional pastors, additional churches to join Peoria Area Church to, to host their own podcast, whether it's showing their church service, whether it's another pastor like myself sitting down and doing, doing a podcast. So let's say there's a, another pastor um, wa- watching today and, and um, they're like, oh, I think I could do a podcast. That'd be cool. They, they contact you, right? Yep. So. And, and we can put it together for them and, and make some great things happen. We're also doing, there's a few churches right now that we have streaming on uh, Peoria Life, so you can actually go to, or I'm sorry, Peoria Area Church, and um, you can watch those church services. Over the next year, we plan to be doing um, highlight churches, so we'll be able to um, go to different churches throughout the area and do a Sunday morning service or whatever their service is, sure. and be able to podcast and stream directly from their service. Okay, cool. So that's something that will happen later on this year. All right. Now, let's say there's a pastor watching from, um, I mean, he's sitting in New Jersey and going, hey, that's kind of cool. I'd like, to, I'd like to do a podcast, and I, have, I don't really have uh, a microphone, or, you know, I haven't really, you know. Um, is, is Peoria Area Church limited to just Peoria Area Churches um, for, for podcasts, not for streaming ch- ser- services? Or right now, is it? It's Most pretty, everything is Peoria. Um, Peoria. But, okay, uh, there's a little description here. Widecast is the company. Okay. Peoria Life and Peoria Area Church are the products of uh, Widecast. Widecast. That's Widecast. why we're in Widecast Studio. Okay. I, I understand so, that. Okay. So, Good deal. Yeah. So everything comes underneath Widecast. Wide, Widecast. Not Widecast. Yes. All right. And we will be expanding. <laughs> we're uh, working with um, another, I guess, channel. It's kind of like Hulu, but um, we're working with... Uh, that's trying to go out. The problem with Hulu and all these other stations that are all online is they miss the local aspect of things. Mm. And so our goal is to become the local part of Hulu and Netflix and so people can actually gather and create their own station eventually and, and do different things with Hulu and Netflix and all wow, those okay. in, installed. Cool. So, Cool. Pretty, pretty so, wild. so really, anyone watching today in the Peoria area, if you're interested in doing your own podcast, you're interested, if you're a pastor and you're a leader in the Peoria area, you'd like to stream your, your church services live, the Peoria Area Church is a great hub to be able to do that. Peoria, uh, Peoria Life, whether whether it is a um, religious broadcasting show or, or about the city of Peoria, I mean, obviously, contact Tim and uh, they will connect you. So how many, how many podcasts right now are there 
um, oh, under the Peoria Life umbrella. Somewhere so, seven, eight. Seven, eight podcasts. Yeah. Most we're, of them are weekly. We have one or two that will be monthly. Okay. But, and you can get information about that at PeoriaLife.com. Yep. Right? PeoriaLife.com. Contact Tim, and um, he will hook you up. Well, I've enjoyed um, being a part of it. I love the, the new studio. I love what you're doing. I mean, successful realtor, and now widecast, and, and podcast, and television, and radio shows, and internet radio shows. And what's pretty awesome is you posted something on Facebook just, just a few days ago. I never knew your history. I never knew your, your background and, and how you grew up. And you, you just shared briefly... Um, a little bit of your story, and to be honest, when I when I read that, I immediately thought I need to have you on because you need to you need to share the story. I, I never knew that you grew up in in a, in a home with just kids everywhere, yeah. right? So let's just tell us a little bit about your your story. Let's take that Facebook post and let's just ex- ex- expand it for those that are watching and, and, and listening, especially as you sit and you see a very successful um, um, businessman and realtor and entrepreneur. Um, growing up was, was probably difficult, right? Well, we, we were, um, I, I think our family grew. We, we started out, my dad bought a um, cabin, okay, uh, a cabin in a church campground okay. up in northern Illinois uh, around Belvedere, if you know where Belvedere okay. is. And um, when he bought it, it was just basically a shell of a two-story house that wasn't very big. Okay. And I can remember, I, I have this thing where I can remember a few things before I was five years old, and... I can remember that old house, and it, he made this something out of nothing out of this house. But okay. um, we'd had hand-me-downs, and part of the the post is about hand-me-downs, and and uh, I can remember I'm the youngest of six. Okay, youngest of six. Yep. And right. uh, so I remember the hand-me-downs, and I I can remember one coat. It was brown, kind of a plaid. And I think about everybody in my family had used this wow. this one jacket, and yeah. I got it. And, and then Timmy finally got and it. And I finally get it. <laughs> yeah, and Timmy was, was about right. Um, but, you know, we, we had um, six of us, and we okay. called ourselves the real kids. And okay. um, we moved to a small town called Triumph, Illinois, and it's a 180 people and not very big. Um, but we bought this old doctor's house, my parents did, and it had what we used as eight bedrooms. Okay. Um, had 13 rooms total, so you had wow. to walk through some of the rooms to get to other bedrooms. But, okay. Um, my parents looked at it and said, well, we got more space. Why don't we add more kids? And so <laughs> we, we had up to eight foster kids wow. while I grew up. Wow. So you had you had five siblings. You were the youngest of six, and Correct. then your parents added up to eight additional foster kids. Correct. Wow. So we're talking uh, at at one point a home of fourteen children run around. So you had the, the the real kids and and the foster kids. Right. All right. And so how did the foster kids did did they know that they were called that you guys were the real kids and they were. The- Foster well, we kids. we didn't know how to yeah, yeah, didn't explain know how to, it okay, okay. because they, they were the foster kids and it, yeah us you know yeah and wow. so in um, one particular year I mean every single older sibling 
wore the same brown coat throughout the years, and then eventually you had it. So when yeah. you got it, it was, I'm, I'm guessing it was pretty ratty. Uh, it, was, it, it held up pretty good. And okay. It was a nice warm coat. So okay, yeah, good. It wasn't bad. but Wow. Yeah. So you appreciate what you have yeah. after growing up like that. Yeah. So how was it living in, in a home with four, 14 kids? Uh, part of it, so my, my older sister is 12 years older than me. Okay. So when I'm getting in kindergarten, she was heading out to college. Okay. And I had an older brother that um, he graduated high school and college in about six years total. Um, oh, wow. And so he was out of high school and off to college off, really quick. Okay. Um, so it was more holidays when we were all... Everybody, okay, yeah. yeah. I can remember... So just growing up, there was probably people coming, going, off Correct. to school, off to college. Or off, I mean, being the youngest of, of six and then having the foster kids, I'm sure it was Correct. so... So we had one, one um, boy who came when I was probably nine, and he stayed, and he's still considered part of the family. Okay. Um, Ricky was, yeah... Um, part of it all the way through and uh we had some that were with us for short term some real sad cases um one when i was 18 i was i actually considered adopting just because you know we were connected he he uh his first he saw the need saw the need because he was he was when he was an infant his mom threw him against the wall and came to us with a leg cast on all the way up through his hip and uh mom left dad took the the boy back because he was it was now a safer home and the new stepmom then abused him too Hmm. and so Poor kid had had a rough life just a sweet personality kid but anyways there's all different situations that, that we ran through Wow. Well, God bless your parents for being willing to, to take in not just kids, but hurting kids, broken kids, abuse, abuse kids. I, I learned that um, the more love you give away, the more you hold. more love you hold in your hands. Wow. So um, That's good. That, that's something I really picked up from them. So how did you, did you feel um, any less loved by your parents when they took in multiple foster kids? Or did you see it as, hey... Our family, we help others. We love people. You know, we want to we want to help kids that have been through the ringer or been abused or broken. Or did you see it as, hey, these kids are coming in and onto my territory? How, how was that as a kid growing up? You know, it wasn't. I think I got that love thing pretty early, and didn't feel any less loved. I guess part of it was when you have that many and many kids. Sometimes you want more of that time, mm. but other than that, it, it was, you know, I think I got that love thing in pretty early on. Okay. So. So your parents did a good job, it sounds like. They did a pretty good job. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so it, now the the room, the house with the 13 rooms and the eight bedrooms, was that the cabin or was that a different? No, that was, that was, that was our second house. The second house. So the that cabin was, was first and then you moved to that. And, right and that's right. when your dad said, hey, we have these extra rooms. Let's bring in extra kids. Let's help, yeah. let's help people in one big family. And, and so, so Thanksgiving and Christmas probably got pretty insane. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it didn't just stop with the kids. My parents would usually invite 
five or six other people to, to the table. <laughs> so, so your parents just entertained. They yeah. love people, huh? Oh, they, they love people. They, I can remember uh, a lonely bachelor that lived next door coming, and you know they just treat him like royalty, come in, fed him, and um, it, was, it was a real cool thing. And they, they did that over the years, brought in different people and um, people that sometimes needed a second chance, and they wow. would come in and, you know, it was all part of, you know, bringing everybody together. I love that. You know, part yeah. of the message of 41 will come and 41 strong is that we serve a God of second chances. Moses committed murder, then hid on the backside of a wilderness for 40 years. And then 41 came, God grabbed a hold of his attention via the burning bush and commissioned him to be the rescuer of Israel. So for those watching and listening today, you're in your wilderness season and you need a second chance, we know that we serve a God who can do just that, deliver that. And what an opportunity for your parents to deliver a second chance for, you know, different foster kids growing up. And um, so on, on Christmas, did they treat everybody the same when it came to, to, to gifts? And for the most part, yeah. Um, was, I've heard some horror stories where there's, um, you know, the uh, the biological children and then the foster children and the foster kids don't get gifts or they get crummy gifts and the real children get the real gift. I mean, so in your, in your family though, it sounds like your your parents were different than that. They they treated everybody pretty much the same, not not perfectly, but yeah, they, yeah. they did. Um, Christmas for our house was boy with that many kids. It was I don't know. I think that Christmas was probably my mom's, you know. It, it was her peak of the year. Okay. And um, So was it something that she dreaded? It was something that she looked forward to. This was yeah. a big, big moment. And especially as we got, you know, as we progressed, um, my dad's seniority, you know, became better. So we had a little bit more money as, as time went by. And going through the tough times made her want to give more during the Holiday season, the holiday season, and and those times of year. So, so what what did Christmas look like for in, in your home? What was the tradition? Did you guys open gifts Christmas Eve? Did you wait till Christmas morning? Did you open one on Christmas Eve and the rest of Christmas morning? Was it a was it a wake up and just go and, and free for all? Did you hand out gifts one by one? Which that would probably you guys would probably still be there, but but yeah. um, how did that how did that work? How did that look so, for you? Mom always said we were going to wait till Christmas to open up presents, and I usually talked her into at least one Christmas Eve, which was awesome. <laughs> hey, it's a brown coat! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, I've seen this before. No, when, when we were when we, early, Mom would always get us socks and underwear, and it's like, that was probably the worst gift ever, was socks and underwear for Christmas. Oh, for man, Christmas. yeah, I've seen, I've seen some, uh, some YouTube videos with um, kids getting socks and, like, what? What? <laughs> Slam it down. Start. You know what's funny is my son has requested socks. I don't know what the deal was today, but um, now kids they want their athletic socks. They want their Under Armour socks and their Nike socks. Their, you know, their yeah. their. My my son he has for his birthday. Um, one of his friends got him Steph curry socks and he wears them i think we finally washed them a couple of days ago <laughs> <laughs> he wants socks for christmas i'm like buddy i can get you socks yeah, yeah but it's that, that curious thing but anyways yeah. uh what we would do is generally i was the youngest and i would play the elf and hand out toys one at a time okay and wow. before long it became a free-for-all and we had 
I mean, you could barely walk because of the wrapping paper, and yeah, it was it was a cool, cool thing. <laughs> cool. So, what's what's a um, um, what's a favorite Christmas memory? I mean, that had to be pretty cool being being the elf or the designated hander. You know, at our family, every year, um, usually every Christmas Eve, we get together with our extended family this year we actually did it early and we did it last friday but um before that my whole life every christmas eve we all get together and um and then on christmas morning my wife and my kids go to my parents and my siblings and their kids are there and cousins and my mom we call her santa karen and (laughs) she um she hands out gifts and um while we just pretty much um you know joke around and you know it's just you know, that's something we've always done. So, I mean, with all the siblings and foster kids, I had to be, um, yeah, you had to create some, some good memories and moments. So anything, anything stand out more than the rest? I've a couple. My, uh, I can remember being a newlywed, and we had a lot of nieces and nephews there, and watching all the presents being unwrapped and having the family around. To me, that's the, the most awesome thing is yeah. being able to be with family on Christmas. And uh, just not only paying attention to all the gifts and not not thinking about myself, but looking around and seeing everybody else happy, and especially my mom. Watching my mom at that time was pretty amazing because mm. she was in, that was her moment. Man, that's so, that's awesome. So and, for her, it was just the moment of being able to give to the yeah. kids, and you, so you enjoyed watching her. Yep, and just shine on her day right right I mean, and, th- and that made my that made my christmas that's probably one of my fondest memories um second was being able to open my house you know and have all my brothers and sisters come and uh, well most all of my brothers and sisters come and uh fill my did house you guys run out the civic center for that <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. quite a few people we had 27 counting nieces and nephews and um wow uh, my my brother-in-law's mom from brazil came and so it was it was uh, another yeah. packed house crazy so did any did did any gifts ever get mixed up and someone get the wrong gift like uh, wait a minute uh not that I, not okay, that okay, I ever right. remember. Okay. I can remember one year, my, my most disappointing Christmas <laughs> was being young and um, poking a hole in one of my Christmas presents and seeing what I had. I was just too curious. Oh. So and then I, you, were ups, you were upset that you saw? I saw it, and I took it to my mom, and I'm like, can you rewrap this for me? And she's like, no. Nope. Oh, uh, so I learned my lesson. Learned your lesson that year. So, um, worst, what was the worst gift you ever got? I mean, we're grateful for everything. What, underwear. That's un- underwear. That's, yeah, that's a bad gift. So, <laughs> parents, don't get your kids underwear. At least don't wrap them, right? Yeah. Just give them, yeah, I don't know. How about you? Um, mine would be a fruitcake. I hate fruitcake. And every year, um, you know, being a pastor, a lot of our congregation, um, a lot of them, they, they know my disdain for fruitcake. So, I usually get a couple. <laughs> <laughs> And um, and I usually use them as paperweights or just throw them back um, through somebody's car window. No, not really. But um, yeah, I hate I hate fruitcake. And um, but um, worst gift, I, I you know I I don't know. I, I've been trying to think about this. What's my worst gift? I've all, always been pretty grateful for for what I have and and, and blessed. But um, I guess uh, one one memory, that, a couple things that stand out. And it wasn't the worst gift, but it ended up being 
um, a bummer. And this one Christmas when I was a kid, I wanted an electric train, you know, electric train for Christmas. So my parents got me this electric um, train set. It wasn't huge, but it was, man, it was cool to me because it was special to me. And I had, it's what I wanted more than anything. So I, um, I opened it up and I put it together and was so excited where there was this power pack. This is a long, long time ago. And I kept the power pack that operated the train I plugged in. And I guess you weren't supposed to do that, and it burned it up, and it burned out the the motor. So I basically only had one day to play with that train, and it couldn't be fixed, and my parents didn't have the money to go out and buy a new one. So basically, um, that gift lasted Christmas Day. That was it, and I never got a new power pack. And and um, so if you guys have a train... <laughs> You could say, no, okay. But anyway, it was like, man, I'm like, oh my gosh. I was so upset. I was mad at myself. I was, you know, I was sad. All, and you didn't know. All that. Right? I know, I know. But then another time, when I was a kid, something that was really popular was something called Stretch Armstrong. Oh, yeah. You remember that? It was like syrup on the inside of this rubbery doll, like, you know, super, you know, stretch, stretch it out. And, well, check this out. So we were, um, I got that. And I was so pumped. I have this, you know, stretch Armstrong. All the kids wanted it. I got it. And, um, you know, you just pull the arms across and the leg, you know, pr- pull the legs out. And it was just like, and then it would, you know, go back together. So one time I was pulling the arms out and I was, you know, my, my parents had company and I was in their room playing. And I was spinning, you know, after I got this, spinning it and spinning it. And the arms are going further and further and further. And all of a sudden, the arms snapped. Now, the thing was really heavy. Right. And it went flying right through my parents' window. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, the, I, didn't, I didn't get another one. So I need a train and a stretch Armstrong. And I'll be happy for Christmas this year. But. That might be hard to find, the stretch Armstrong. Yeah, you probably, I think you probably Google that and oh, eBay or something. I'll we'll have to look that up. Uh, I don't know. So, yeah, but that's, that was kind of my, um, it wasn't really a bad gift, but it was a gift, two gifts that, that I ruined. I, apparently, I, I ruined gifts. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well anyway, um, how did, um, we only got a couple minutes left, how did growing up in, in your home with, with your parents and your brothers and sisters, your siblings and the foster kids, did did any of that shape you as a dad when you had your own your own kids and you know how did how did that affect you going into your own family as a father um hopefully i'm able to teach them it's not about you it's about others and i think your life should be really focused on others and you know um something to unpack but um i think most every sin that's out there is selfish based. So if you look through them, see if you find something different. But um, if you can remove yourself and be selfless, I think you'll find um, your life to be a lot more happy. Amen. That's so, good. Yeah. So that's a great message to, to end the show with. Um, you know, Jesus, he obviously, he came from heaven to earth to, to lay down his life, to, to give up his life. And even when he launched his ministry, he served his disciples. Jesus was all about giving. God gave his greatest gift, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. So let that be a reminder today as we wrap up that, that God's with you. He loves you. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, no matter where you're at, you might be alone. The reality is this, you're not really alone because God is with you that's his name emmanuel god with us and the angel announced when jesus rocked the manger 
we bring you, this is good news, good news that brings great joy. It's for all people. So if you're watching today and you haven't unwrapped the greatest gift of all, and Jesus want to encourage you to do that because he's not mad at you no matter what you've been told. He loves you. And if you would confess him as your Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you can be saved. What, what better... Um, what better gift to have going into Christmas than, than joy, right? And it's not just for a handful of people. It's for everybody. Just like your parents, they brought gifts for everybody, not just the real kids but the foster kids. You know, we've obviously we're his sons and daughters. He loves us. So, man, it's going to be a good Christmas because we have him. And when we have him, we have hope. So don't run away from God this season. Run to him. When you run to Jesus, you're running to the rescuer. So. Well, Tim, I'll go ahead and pray. We'll close this out. Thanks so much for, oh, thank you. for sharing your story. It's, it's, Enjoy it's, you being a part of Peoria Life. Uh, thank you. I, I've been honored to, to be on Peoria Life, so I'll be a part of the Peoria Life family. All right, well, let's go ahead and, and pray, and we'll close this out, all right? Jesus, we just thank you so much for everyone that's, that's watching and listening today. And I specifically lift up those who are, are struggling during the holiday season because they feel so alone. I thank you, God, that you are Emmanuel. You're with us. And not only are you with us, you're for us. You love us. And I just pray, Jesus, right now that you will strengthen those that are watching today. And I just pray that you will draw close. We thank you, God, that your word says in Psalms that you are close to the brokenhearted. You rescue those whose spirits are crushed. So I just thank you specifically, God, for those that are struggling struggling during this holiday season, that you're going to, they're going to lean into you. They're going to hold them close so we can go through the valley that we may be in. So I just pray that we will keep our eyes focused on you this season. We thank you that, Jesus, you really are good news. You bring great joy, and it's for everyone. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, Tim, once again, thanks for, for being here. We also want to thank our producer, Mike Sable, um, who was behind the control booth today. We also want to wish all of you a very, very Merry Christmas. Um, we love you. Look forward to seeing you next week on 41 Strong. Bye-bye. PeoriaLife.com.